All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. Rob Cosper here. Super excited to bring you a, a great guest, the most interesting uh, man of our generation, perhaps. Uh, someone I think you're going to really like because he's done some really cool things. I say that, Shaheen, because uh, part of your bio says you're the Willy Wonka of Generation X, which I think is really, really cool. But uh, Shaheen Cheyenne is with us today. He is uh, the world's leading Amazon industry expert. Uh, he was at the uh, forefront of uh, you know several industries. He's taken companies public, done well over a billion dollars in sales, uh, career, entrepreneurial career spanning more than 30 years, which is hard to believe because you look really youthful. Uh, so that's good. Keep in good shape. So congratulations on that. Uh, your products have outpaced Fortune 500 company sales. And of course, you are focused uh, a great deal right now on giving back, serving entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs to grow their businesses and platforms using Amazon, which I think is really cool. And you have a new book upcoming. You've already launched several best-selling books, but your new book, A Billion, How I Became the King of the Thrill Pill Cult. Uh, holy cow, that uh, is quite intriguing. Uh, that'll be coming out in the next, uh, I guess, a uh, couple of months. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But Cheyenne, uh, thank you for being here. Great to have you, my friend. Rob, I'm honored to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think this is going to be fun. We've already uh, had a good conversation uh, beforehand. And, uh, you know, it's it's intriguing. You've done so many things. Like you said before, you know, you've kind of made your money. You've taken companies public. Uh, you've done some really cool things. Maybe dive in just a little bit with uh, what you're doing on Amazon and what the opportunity is for people when it comes to Amazon. Because a lot of people might look at Amazon and think, you know, this is a place for me to buy my products. But they don't realize that it's such an incredible platform to actually sell on as well. Yeah, totally. So, you know, like you and I were talking about, you know, we were one of the first third-party sellers on Amazon. So sometime around 2009, 2010, Jeff Bezos makes an announcement. Hey guys, guess what? Um, we're not going to be books anymore, just books. Uh, we're opening it up to third-party sellers. Anybody who wants to can sell whatever they want to within reason. Yeah on our platform. And so when he did this, I thought, hey, this would be a really cool way for me to sell this new uh, supplement, this brain supplement that I had developed called Accelerol at the time. And it was a really good brain supplement. It was super expensive. It was like $120 a month for the stuff. Um, but it really worked. Like it was unbelievable. It was the limitless pill. And what happened was that I put it on overnight. I didn't think anything about it. I was like, yeah, who knows what'll happen with this Amazon thing, right? You know? So we put it on there. Woke up the next day to thousands of orders. Wow. Right. For this, for this stuff. And so I thought to myself, wait a second, there's something going on here. And so went all in to this space. And how, how do we learn to speak the language that buyers are speaking on there? What we learned is that there is a language to how people buy. And that language is different depending on where they buy. So if your customers are going into brick and mortar, those customers are speaking a different language. Those customers are going about the experience. You know that even in uh, the fashion atmosphere, I, I know a lot of people that are in uh, the fashion business, the way they align the um, spaces, the racks where they hang the clothes, yeah. if women are too close to each other, they value the clothes at 70 to 85% less than if they have more space. Wow. But that is a language 
That is a language that they learned to speak in brick and mortar. So when you go into a fancy boutique, you'll notice that they have very few clothes and there's a lot of space. So people in that in that particular arena understand that when it comes to e-commerce every kind of e-commerce is different and what we learned with the amazon platform is that the way you have to tell the story is different because now you've got somebody who's gone into search looking for like your clients are selling books yeah they're not looking to research they're looking to buy to research, they will go on to Google. To research, they will use other forms. You know, they, they may search Facebook. They may go on to LinkedIn, right. you know, if they're doing, you know, career research. But if they're on Amazon, they're looking to buy. Now, if they've already gotten to the point where they're at that buying decision, where they're ready to make a purchase, one thing we know is that consumers have exhaustion. They are no longer at a place where they're trying to gather endless information. So similar to how they place the racks further apart, we learned that making that buying decision as quick and as effortless and safe for their mind as possible really allows you to get a huge volume of sales on the Amazon platform. So that was one of the learnings that we had. And we've spent, you know, the last 11 plus years figuring out how we can optimize and how anyone like yourself, like me, like your, your, your followers can, can optimize their business to sell on Amazon and to also to how you find products, which is one of the number one problems of people who are like, Hey, I want to start an Amazon business but I don't have a product. We teach an algorithm of how to do that Mm. and how to optimize so that when you get on Amazon, you are speaking a language that your customers understand. Love it. Let's go down that rabbit hole just a little bit. So you've spent a lot of time, a lot of years, like figuring out what the language is. So give me, you know, everybody has their steps, right? So what do those steps look like to optimize that buying experience as much as possible, simplify it, etc. It's a buyer search engine, as you said. People are going to Amazon not to look; they're going to buy. So, so what are the steps to optimize that process to get the most sales? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, like a lot of people come to me and they're like, "Hey, man, I read a book a week. I read a book a month. You know, I read a book a day." I had one guy tell me he reads a book a day, right? And I and I told him it's a, it's a really interesting quote. It actually comes from one of my heroes and and all time idols, Bruce Lee. Mm. And he said, "Don't fear the man who knows a thousand punches." I'm probably butchering the quote here, but yeah. he said, "Don't fear the man who who knows a thousand punches. Fear the man who." practices one punch a thousand times. Right. So similarly, you know, I base most of the work I do on very few books. There's a handful of books that I base the majority of work that I do. And one of the most influential books of our time is a book called Influence by a guy named Caldini, um, a professor. And in that book, Caldini talks about five principles, five pillars of influence, that if you want to influence somebody to do something, if you want to write a book and influence somebody to do something, if you want to create a product, if you want to get to that end goal for yourself, get to that sale, get to that close, you're going to need to exercise some or all of these elements of influence. So we took Caldini's elements of influence and we adapted them to the Amazon platform and to selling on e-commerce in particular. First one, most important, I'm sure you know, social proof. Nobody believes you or me anymore. Nobody believes us 
because we want something from them. We have a vested interest in them buying what we're selling. So what you have to do is you have to get people who they trust. So who do people trust is other people just like them. So in this instance, what we do is we build social proof. And on Amazon, I'm sure you know, reviews and ratings are the most important thing. And we teach how to do that. Now, once you have that, you need to have authority. So are you selling the supplement? If so, who's the authority in that? Is it a weight loss supplement? Maybe it's a weight loss guru. Maybe it's a weight loss expert. Is it um, uh, some other kind of supplement? Then we would need that expert. And maybe it's a doctor, right? So authority, right? Likeability. Are you writing like a corporate guy, right? Is your is your is your copy like please purchase, you know, the X23 thing for the you know, right? right? Nobody wants to hear that. You want to be the guy that's like, "Hey bud, get this thing. It'll do this. It did it for me. It's awesome." Yeah. Right? Because yeah. people like other people that are like them, right? Likeability. Scarcity is another one, right? You want to show that you're using high quality and there's limited supplies. This may not last forever. And then reciprocity, right? You give something to them, they give something to you. And we use that in multiple different ways. You know, for example, when people leave a review, you know, we send them something nice if we can Mm -hmm. on occasion, if it doesn't violate. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you, you maintain these elements of influence and we've adapted them using these algorithms that we teach um, people how to do. So you can sell on, on the Amazon platform using the elements of influence. Love it. I love his books. I have uh, his last two right here and they are the Bible of, you know, creating authority. So love that. You know, you were sharing with me before, which I just found really intriguing, but we didn't go down at rabbit hole, so I'd like to. But you're sharing with me before. You've taken companies public. You were on the forefront of an entire industry selling. And uh, you told me, and just briefly, you said that one of your previous books was really kind of the thing that helped this company to really explode and go public. Maybe share a little bit about that, if you could, what that looks like. If you can talk about the company whatever specifics that would be great if not no worries sure so in the early stages of you know i would say this particular industry in the 19 uh, late 1990s early 2000s i realized that people were smoking um, and they were creating smoke tar and carbon monoxide which were the carcinogenic elements the cancer causing elements of smoking so i thought hey what if we could create a way for people to enjoy their herbs, be it tobacco or cannabis, which was not legal then, or anything, chamomile, lavender, whatever, um, without burning it. If we didn't burn it, you wouldn't get smoke tar and carbon monoxide and presumably none of the carcinogenic elements that came with smoking. So I went on a several year journey of patenting and perfecting the science of vape and vaporization. And we built the first digital vaporizer. And, you know, that company did go public in 2007, I believe 2008, somewhere around there was the first public, uh, publicly held vaporizer company. And, you know, one thing I realized when I first launched this company, and it was an awesome company because, you know, what I always talk about people is get in on blue ocean if you can, because if you can create a niche and then dominate it, you'll have a nice run and you can charge whatever you want. We were 
it was costing me between twenty to forty dollars a unit. I was selling them for four hundred dollars a unit as quickly as we could get them made, right? And they were as big as a ketchup bottle. And you know, to your point, the thing that I realized is that hey, I want to be the guy who goes down as the authority in this. And so, in order to be an authority, I wrote a book. And I wrote the book. It's called Vapor. You know, it was an all right book. It, you know, for for the time, more of a technical kind of manual, but it was pretty good. Um, you know, I wrote it for laymen to understand. And the book started getting in the hands of all the pharma execs. It started getting in the hands of you know top tier people. And I started getting calls. Hey, can you produce this for our pharma company? Hey, nice. can you you know can we license this technology? Hey, you know, come on our show. I did Regis and Kelly. I wow. did all the big TV shows at that time. Which was funny, you know, before uh, Regis Philbin died, super sweet guy. Um, he had our vaporizer on, and he was one of the first people to actually vape on TV. No way. Uh, yeah. And they were so particular about that. Once they uh, kind of, you know, the vape thing got really big that they wiped the whole internet of it. I still have a copy of it, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, but they wiped the internet clean of anything of him not being, you know, squeaky clean, which is, which was pretty interesting. But, you know, the book really helped propel me as an authority in that space and got me on those shows. And it also got me in the door to a lot of corporate meetings that ended up resulting in millions of dollars of revenue for the company. Now, did I make money from the book? Not really. We sold 100,000 copies of this book. Hardcover uh, was spectacular. The sales of it didn't really make much money right. compared to, you know, compared to uh, what I was making, making those things for 20 bucks and selling them for 400. And certainly not what I made from licensing it to a big pharma company or any of that stuff, you know, right. but you know, the value to writing a book for me really is the fact that, you know, it's a calling card yeah. and I, I can go into any corporate setting and they will be like, oh, oh, you know, here's Shaheen. He wrote the book on this. He wrote the book on that, yeah. which, which is really fascinating as far as uh, something that could propel your business and your career. I love that. Well, you said, and this is pretty standard. I mean, we talked to all of our clients about this uh, at Bestseller Publishing, but you said, you know, that book got you meetings with the heads of pharmas and other corporations. And because of that, you know, you had to do the rest, right? I mean, you had to be who you are and you had to close those deals, but those deals meant millions of dollars in sales and opportunities. And, you know, the book opens the door, right? The book gives you the, the platform, the foundation, the credibility. And uh, it sounds like it did just that. Who cares if it made any royalties or not? It did its job. Right. Yeah. Look, you still, you still have to hustle. And, you know, I've got client after client who comes to us and we, you know, we position them to, you know, hey, you might want to consider writing a book and writing that book is going to get you the authority that you need to go to the next level in yeah. what you want to do. So it makes, makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Love it. Love it, Shane. Um, tell me about, while we're on the book topic, I want to learn a little bit more about the coaching and courses and stuff you do. But while we're on the book topic, talk to me about your upcoming book. You shared a little bit about the you know primary focus of that with me before, but tell me about what the book is about. It's it's obviously a pretty intriguing uh, title and, and interesting. And the picture, is that a picture of you, by the way, <laughs> uh, yeah. on the cover? <laughs> yeah, on crazy. the cover. So yeah. for you guys who are listening to this on audio, there's yeah. a picture of me. You guys can see it on, I've got a podcast called Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. And yeah. there's a, the first 
chapter of the audio book is on there for free for anybody who wants to listen to it. Awesome. But um, the cover picture is a picture of me in my teens taken by uh, world famous photographer David LaChapelle in New York. And it's a totally psychedelic picture of me with long flowing hair and a, a fuchsia robe sitting on a throne. And there's two bikini clad girls behind me in fluorescent uh, bikinis. And there's a big castle. And that's the... It's crazy. You know, that, <laughs> it's a great it's, cover. <laughs> it's a crazy cover, right? Considering now I, I think I don't look very much like that anymore. But, you know, I'll give you this, this, this little story that I like to tell, you know, so I was sitting in my office. And at this point, we had 200 employees in Venice Beach, launched the largest supplement company in world history at that time, the single largest sales uh, of a single supplement. And I got a call to come in that my my secretary, we had secretaries at that time, um, was a thing still in the in the 90s. She calls me in and I'm like, yep. And the news just came in that we had broken a billion dollars in sales. Wow. And I remember thinking to myself, am I allowed to curse on your podcast, by the sure. way? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever's I, I, real. Uh, yeah, I'm practicing my filters these days because I know some podcasts don't like to curse. But I remember thinking to myself, holy fuck, a billion dollars. And then I thought, fuck, I don't know how much a billion dollars is. And so I started like looking around. I was pulling like encyclopedias off because this was pre-internet. Like, and they told me, you know, CNN wanted to have me on. And I just did Montel Williams. And it was like widely publicized that we had done 350 million bucks a year. And I was like, all right, I can manage 350 million. But what, like a billion? Like, I didn't even know what that was. Wow. And then I had to calm myself down and be like, okay, they're not going to ask you what a billion dollars is. So don't worry about that. You know, just go on. And it was the start of a crazy ride where effectively, you know, a few years back, I had invented a drug, a teenage kid that had invented a legal drug alternative called herbal ecstasy that just swept the world by storm. And I started it distributing to real drug dealers. I went to real drug dealers and I said, hey, here's a alternative to illegal drugs. And nobody understood what it was or what it did or any of that stuff at that time, but they didn't have any real drugs. So I was at the right place at the right time. And, you know, the supply of the real drugs had dried up and they had no choice. So they started selling my stuff. And after a couple of years, we were in 7-Eleven, Urban Outfitters, Warehouse Records. Do you remember Warehouse Records? Sure. Yeah. I think, yeah. Me and you were saying we were in Warehouse Records. We were in Larry Flint called me up to his office on Beverly Hills and wanted to carry it in all of his hustler stores. We were in Playboy. We were in Penthouse. We were in every major uh, you know, magazine and TV and news and radio. And we were on MTV and it was a, it was a crazy ride. And at the time I was just a teenager and I had no clue. I, and moreover, before that I had dropped out of school at 15, which I think was like ninth grade and <laughs> went out on my own. So I had no schooling. I had no education. I had no college degree. And I had a company that had created a billion dollars. So there I was. And so the book, you know, Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult is my story of my journey through that and the wild ride that that was. Wow. 
certainly must have been an incredibly wild ride, especially for a teenager. And looking at that picture of you as a teenager, looks like you probably enjoyed yourself. So during that ride, <laughs> pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was hilarious fun. You know, I mean, I talk about, you know, in the book about a day where a mysterious man shows up to my office with a million dollars in a duffel bag and a ticket for, a, you know, a pass for a private plane to Tokyo. And I go to Tokyo and it turns out that the people I'm there to meet are the Yakuza, the Japanese mafia. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so a, a very uh, hairy uh, negotiation ensued where they thought they were going to be getting, I'm not going to ruin it for your listeners um, by giving any spoilers, but they thought they were going to be getting my entire company. And I had to negotiate my way out of that. Yeah. Which was yeah, your life. <laughs> <laughs> your life for, for your company. <laughs> that is very cool. Now, now you know, obviously writing a book like that is very different than writing a book to, you know, get corporate sponsorships or, or uh, you know, um, pharmaceutical, you know, deals, etc. Uh, tell me the purpose of, of you writing that book besides obviously just probably good fun and retelling the story. Um, and I, I, I and, and all the things that can come from it. But what's the purpose and and where are you going with that book yeah so you know i've got another book coming up which is much more around amazon authority and that yeah. kind of stuff yeah. but the reason why i did this book is you know because i was driven to do it and i feel like the story needs to be told you know there's if, if you, you know you guys search on youtube you'll find hundreds of videos of me on nightline with sam donaldson and on montel williams and all these different shows so you know the story's been told but not really from my perspective so mm -hmm. i think the entirety of the story i think will be inspiring and like we said you know i'm at a place in my life look i'm not shining lamborghinis hey look at my lamborghini you know look at this look at that but i'm right. doing well for myself and you know i've rebuilt myself many times i'm at a place where i have what i call freedom being able to do what you want with who you want when you want which is what we talked about yeah and based on that and i, I often tell people you know freedom time is the new luxury yeah. that's really the new luxury all that other stuff is bullshit, mm -hmm. right if you can just drop everything you're doing right now and go be with your family drop everything you're doing right now and go have go have a, a beer with your buddy down the street and have it absolutely have no impact on your life then maybe you got freedom yeah. right but if you can't do that that's the ultimate luxury things are not the ultimate luxury yeah so my goal with this book and, and coming forward is to empower people and that's also why i do a course and why i have a mastermind is i want to empower people to find that freedom especially now during covid and you know now the covid is coming to an end hopefully that you know, we've been shown that it is possible for us to create these recurring revenue models and to create predictable recurring revenue, you know, year after year, month after month, and not have to sell our fucking hours. So many people sell their hours. Yeah. Right. And the work that you do too, right? Because once you publish a book, you become an authority. Once you become an authority, you can start working for yourself more, you become more in demand, and, yeah. and that can become one of your pillars. So, you know, when you and I were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, of course that makes sense, right? Because you're nobody. I know one guy who's like, I'll tell you, he's a, a famous, I'm not going to mention him by name, but he's like a, a famous dude who does some like self-help stuff, right? And I remember talking to this guy and being like, dude, like you're, he's famous for being famous. He's like giving talks, he's doing all kinds of crap. But I'm like, 
what's wrong? He's like, well, you know, nobody really takes me seriously. I'm like, yeah, because you need a book. So guess what he did? <laughs> wrote a book. He published a book on the thing. And so now he's the guy who wrote the book, you know? So it's so important to have that element of authority. And it's just one of the pillars, as, as I'm sure you know, Rob, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's one of the pillars, right? You should have a good website. That's one of the pillars, right? You should, you should be building this out so that you're creating these recurring revenue streams. And I also believe very strongly that especially nowadays is that you should have an e-commerce business. Mm. It's and, and don't think of it as like a nine to five, because again, I like to get people out of selling their hours. The way you get fucked in life is by selling your hours. Hmm. Right. You know, I come from an yeah. immigrant family, Rob, you know, came here from Iran in the 1970s during the fall of the Shah. My dad worked at a pizza shop and then a dry cleaners, you know, pretty freaking poor. And, you know, I remember like my folks, one of the biggest points of contention with my folks was that they saw two things that I could possibly become. There were no other options. Thing number one, doctor. Thing number two, lawyer. <laughs> Same with my That family. was it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I realized, you know, it was the pinnacle for them because they saw doctors and they saw wealth, right? They saw the doctor driving the Mercedes and having the big house and the beautiful wife and family and whatever it was and thinking that's the pinnacle of life. And I remember thinking to myself, that's just some like douchebag who fucking went like eight years in school and is now selling his hours. And the only way he gets a leg up is either if he inherits some freaking money or if he has invested it in real estate or, you know, climbed the real estate ladder, yeah. or created some other form of recurring revenue. Cause no matter how much you get per hour, we still all only have 24 freaking hours. Right. Very true. And so, Right. So this is where that whole e-commerce comes in. Right. And I remember the first time I told my mom, Hey mom, you know, I don't think I'm going to become a doctor. And she was like, Shani, what do you mean? What else is there? Do you want to dance? What is it? You want dance, to dance? Huh? Really? Sing? What? What? You become a doctor. That's it. Oh, that's funny. See? Right. And that's, you know, that's the story for a lot of people. And so instead of that, I left home. I was like, I don't fucking know what's, what there is to do, but I'm not going to be like that dude. Like right. I'm not fucking going to school for eight years. It, it is not happening right. to get, how much, how much do you get at the end of that? Oh, well, you know, back in the nineties, what was it? Like a doctor could make 60 to 80 a year. Yeah. Maybe if you're some kind of surgeon, hundred a year, I made that like in a day. <laughs> I, I tell the story in billion of how we did Lollapalooza, which was this big music festival. Sure. In the 90s. I don't know if they still have it. And we went on tour. We went on tour with Beastie Boys and Lollapalooza and Porno for Pyros and Red Hot Chili Peppers and all those bands. And I remember there was a single day where we made a million dollars in cash. Wow. And I'll tell you this, as a teenager with no education, <laughs> and you know, I'll, I'll tell you, it was amazing and humbling at the same time. But, you know, we did a million bucks a single show for one day. And that show was multiple days over time. And I remember the line of beer vendors at the show management stage, just furious because nobody was buying beer anymore. Whoa. Everybody was saving their money. And those pills cost me 25 cents to produce. And we were selling them for $20 oh cash, gosh. right? There was no internet. We There was no like credit card processing and stuff. It was cash. Cash only. So, 
Cash only. We were filling duffel bags with cash. And I remember people would come and they would be like, so if I get 10, do I get a discount? And we'd be like, no, if you get 10, you get 10. That's your prize. That's right. Right. You don't have to wait in line again. And that's what it was. It was, we were printing money in those days. And it was, it was amazing. And now I feel Amazon presents that opportunity. And that's what we teach through Amazon. How do you find those margins and those products and do that? So, you know, I'm, I'm super psyched, Rob, about inspiring people to do that. I love it. I love it. I wonder if we could just take a couple of minutes and and like walk me through, you gave me steps, you know, kind of Cialdini-esque steps, you know, to make your product more saleable. Can you give me like a general overview, somebody that doesn't have an e-commerce business, but is intrigued by it. What are the the things, the the pieces that they need to look for, think about, and and the things that you kind of teach as the basics, if you will, like the the first principles? Yeah. So it's super easy. Most people, you know, get overwhelmed and they're like, wow, you know, there's so much to this. I don't have a product. I don't have time. Right. So there's answers to all of that. As far as time goes, there's no better opportunity now in history than to utilize virtual assistants. And we have a whole system of how you use VAs to run your business. Love it. And we, te- we teach that in the course. The other aspect is that people are like, oh, I don't know how to find a product. Well, I'll tell you, the biggest mistake that people make is that they have a product or they have a better mousetrap. All right. Build a, build, yeah, build a better mousetrap. The world will beat its way to your door. Maybe in the 1930s or 40s, right? Yeah. And it's a really, from somebody who's done it, it's a really hard fucking struggle. I'll tell you that. The easier way and what we teach is a system. And that system entails looking at the market, spying on your competitors, spying on the market, finding out what the market needs, then researching vulnerabilities in the marketplace. Where are these competitors weak? And then you come in and you dominate Hmm. because what you're doing now is you are feeding the market what it already needs, what it wants. You're telling a better story. You're offering better authority, better social proof, you know, all those things that we talk about and sales become easy. You don't have to go out there and bang on doors and shove your product down people's throats. Like the old way of disruption marketing that we talk about that. Uh, one of my favorite authors, Seth Godin, often talks yeah, about yeah. is, you know, now we're at permission marketing, but we're even beyond permission marketing. We're now at a whole new level where we are doing precision persuasion engineering, nice. where we are making them think that they have decided themselves that your product is the best choice. You are becoming a decision architect. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, you know, you're well on your way. And just like me, you know, I mean, currently in my company, I really have two staff. There are two people in my company. Wow. We have 200 people all over the world that run the company on a day-to-day basis. I've got people in India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, South and Central America getting amazing MBA quality people, college degreed people that are trained by Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies. And these people will work for a fraction of what we pay here. Not only that, they appreciate the work and have a level of excellence that you would have to pay a whole lot for here. So, you know, learning how to use these tools to grow your business is a remarkable thing. And I'll tell you, you know, I have a, uh, if it's okay with you, I have a two hour crash course that teaches anybody how to do this. 
Um, from A to Z, you don't need to spend one cent. There's nothing we're selling Love it. at all. And the course normally goes for 200 bucks. I'll give it to any of your listeners for free. So if you mention Publish, Promote, Profit, we will give them the entire... Uh, it's about one to two hour Amazon course. Everything you need from beginning to end, absolutely free. And, um, you know, they can just reach out to me yeah. on the Shaheen Shan website, or I'm sure you'll share, share the notes in your, uh, in your, uh, show notes as well. Totally. Well, let, let's give them some links. I mean, you know, it's, it I mean, geez, just what you shared about virtual assistants and the power of that getting really top notch people is amazing. And that should hopefully take a lot of fear away from people because, you know, people don't want to exchange their time for dollars. But that's the exact thing you're saying is the purpose of the e commerce course is that this is a way to no longer exchange time for dollars and really uh, grow some wealth. So, yeah, let's give them some links of where they can go and, and thank you for your generosity in that two hour course absolutely uh, we'll put it in the show notes and everything for people where should we send them yeah okay so guys you know I, I also uh, do a podcast and I'd love to get you on that podcast as well Rob love it love to um, we do a great podcast I think our listenership has grown now to about 100,000 subscribers so we're very excited we've got over 50,000 downloads it's called Hack and Grow Rich so look nice. us up You can, anywhere podcasts are found and get involved in Hack and Grow Rich we've got great guests like Chris Voss the FBI negotiator yeah. uh, Nolan Bushnell the founder of Atari Keith Ferrazzi never eat alone uh dr michael bruce the sleep doctor jay samet disrupt you We're, we've got great guests on hack and grow rich so please you know sign up for that billion about the book if you're interested it'll be released on amazon wherever books are found you can yeah. get the podcast there if you're interested in the free course just reach out to me by email uh, you know, I answer all emails directly myself. Wow. We don't have a big commercial course or mastermind. You know, we keep things small because there's only so many people that I can influence and affect directly. So we keep things small. We handpick the people that we select. But to every one of your listeners, I'm going to open that up. So that can be fbasellercourse.com or just email me directly at D-A-R-K-Z-E-S-S at gmail.com. That is my direct email. Awesome. I answer every single email directly. And if you're interested, I'm happy to, to help out any of your listeners. If they want to get on the phone with me for 15 minutes, I'm, I'm always interested in trying to help and inspire other people. So I would be open to that. Dang. Incredible, brother. I appreciate that. And uh, we'll put uh, those links in the show notes for everybody. We'll, of course, uh, email this out to our entire list and our social media and make sure everybody has it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today. I really enjoyed talking to you. I have your book. Uh, I have Billion pulled up, so I'm going to pre-order it. Uh, I look forward to getting it and, uh, and reading it. I want to see what your lifestyle was like back when you were a teenager. And of course, uh, you know, I look forward to maybe doing some cool things together down the road. And after your book gets launched, if you want to come on again, we'd love to have you. But thanks for being a part of things today. Thanks, Rob. Honored to be on. So much fun. I appreciate it. Love it.